Not recording. <clears throat> and welcome to the Four Point Plan. I am JR. I am your host. I'm a registered drug counselor in Los Angeles, California. This is Lucky Episode 13, and it is Sunday, September 27th, 2020. Here we are back again at the Four Point Plan Podcast. We are super excited to be here to tell you all about the program that can save your life and give you a life beyond your wildest dreams. I am joined, as always, by my friends and co-hosts, Sean, say hi, Sean. Hello, Sean. Hey, and then also my friend Guy, who is frozen. Guy, are you there, buddy? Yeah. Say hi to everybody. They're all listening on their podcast right now. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Awesome. Guy may be a little challenged. He's out in paradise under the palm trees uh, enjoying himself. You look good, buddy. You look like you're having fun. Uh, we're excited. We're having fun. We're here, like yeah. always, uh, spreading the good news, spreading the good word of the four-point plan. And uh, today's going to be the day where we really get into the plan, like get into the, the meat and potatoes of the plan, the nuts and bolts, the how it works, so to say. We are super excited to tell you how it works because it worked for me. It worked for a guy. It worked for Sean. This thing works, man. It's worked for hundreds, maybe thousands of others. Uh, it works for for rich people. It works for poor people. It works for smart people. It works really, really good for dumb people. I'm one of the dumber people you've met, and it has worked phenomenally for me. <laughs> so um, I'm super stoked to have you guys here. So let's uh, just I mean, we'll jump into it real quick, man. Let's start out talking about what the four point plan is. You know, people always ask how is the four point plan and why is the four point plan, but does anybody ever ask? What is the four-point plan? Well, here's what it is, baby. It is 90 meetings in 90 days. What, what, what? 90 meetings in 90 days. You got to go to a meeting every day for 90 days. It could be very confusing. We'll get into the complications that are involved with going to 90 meetings in 90 days. But I think you can do it. My friend Guy tells me it's super easy nowadays in 2020 to go to 90 meetings in 90 days. So number one of the four-point plan, 90 meetings in 90 days. Or as we like to say, us insiders, right? We like to say 90 and 90. And then when people argue with us, we just answer by saying 90 and 90. What? what I got I'm tired of job, girlfriend. 90 and 90. Dumbass, go to a meeting. Uh, number two of the four-point plan is get a sponsor. Now, why would you want to get a sponsor? Like, uh, maybe you're not comfortable talking to people. Like, you need to get a sponsor, someone who can teach you how to go through the steps, how to get clean, how to stay clean. You can't do it on your own. You think you can do it on your own, but you're wrong. Your decisions were not that fantastic or else you wouldn't have ended up addicted to drugs and alcohol. So your decider is obviously broken. You make poor choices and now you have to come here and get some help and you can't do it with the same broken brain that got you here in the first place. So what do you do? You find a sponsor. You find somebody who knows better than you do what to do and how to do it. And the, the person is probably going to know a lot better than you how to get sober and stay sober. Oh, and 
we'll we'll get deeper into the sponsorship discussion later on too, because there's a lot of nuances to picking the right sponsor. And uh, but here's the thing: what you don't want to do is you don't want to wait for a long time to get a sponsor. I hear a lot of people say, "Well, I don't want to get a sponsor. I don't really trust people." Well, yeah, I don't really trust people either, but I don't trust me even more. I know what a cocksucker I am. I definitely ain't trusting me. Uh, next up, get a home group. Okay, now this is kind of easy, and at the same time, it's really, really hard. A home group is a meeting, a specific meeting. One hour, hour and a half, it's a meeting. You always go to this meeting. You never miss this meeting, and people know you're going to be at that meeting because that's your home group, right? And if you go, don't go to your home group one week and your home group members see that you're not there, they're going to worry and they're going to call you and make sure that you're okay and you're not out there smoking crack. So home groups are really, really important. But the important piece of it is, is the people that are at your home group or your home group members, these people will love you like a family. Obviously, some of you guys come from really good, big, strong families, and some of us don't come from big, strong families. Some of us come from fucked up families, right? So when we go and we go to a home group and we meet a bunch of people who all of a sudden care about us when we don't even care about ourselves, it is a pretty good feeling and experience to have this group of people begin to love you until you learn to love yourself. So the home group is vitally important but terribly underrated. And a lot of people act like it's not that important, man. But once you get a home group and you come become a part of a home group, you understand the beauty and the connection of being a home group member. So home groups are important. Obviously, we'll talk about that, you know, for the next several years on the podcast. Uh, and the last one, not least, is the get a commitment. Now, oddly enough, I tell people to get a commitment and they come back with some jackass remark like, well, I'm committed to uh, not using today. That's not what we're talking about, jackass. Commitments are service commitments. You got to give back to the program and save your life. You ain't going to come and be a freeloader and be loitering in our meetings and just hanging out and stealing all the recovery for free. You got to pay. And I'm not talking about with money. You got to pay with service. You got to give back to the program. I can't wait for Sean to talk about service commitments today because Sean, Busted his ass yesterday being in service to his home group. So I love service commitments. Commitments keep you clean. You can hide out in service and still stay clean. It's funny because my sponsor would give me a hard time for a while. He'd be like, JR, I see you doing all these service commitments, but I don't see you doing a lot of step work. And I'm like, yo, motherfucker, I ain't got time for that. I got commitments to go do. <laughs> uh-huh. You can do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take away the value of doing the steps. Doing the steps is beautiful. It changes your opinion of yourself. It definitely changed my opinion of me. But um, the four-point plan, man, that's what got me clean and keeps me clean. My feelings and my thoughts, I was taught early on, don't fucking matter. What matters is what I do. If I don't smoke crack, then I don't smoke crack. What? Guy, what would you say last week about drinking? If you don't drink, don't get drunk. If you don't drink, you don't get drunk. (laughs) This is geniuses came up with this shit. Like I said, you can't be too dumb to get this program, and we're super dumb over here. And so we need people to tell us shit like, if you don't pick up, you won't get loaded. Some people are like, well, no shit. And not me. I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean if you don't pick up, you'll get loaded? What does that mean if you don't drink, you won't get drunk? 
I, I bet you I could get drunk without drinking. That's how dumb I am. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's okay. You can be dumb, and you can get clean and sober in the program, and you can use the four-point plan to get clean and sober. You ain't got to do everything, but you got to do four things, right? So let's uh, jump back to the beginning where it got really complicated, where I lost some of you, I know, <laughs> when I was talking about 90 and 90. I tell people, man, just go to a meeting every day. You can't be going to, like, a meeting once a month or just, like, uh, once a week. You got to go to a meeting once a day. And if you, or when you working, feel like it, two a day. What's up, guy? Or when you feel like it. Oh, man. I didn't feel like going. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to a meeting. You know, when you know you need to go to a meeting, I don't you want to go. go to a meeting. Yeah. You people, addicts, alcoholics, have a disease that lives inside your brain. If you are an alcoholic, that disease that lives inside your brain has one goal, one destination, one desire. There's only one thing that that disease in your brain wants, and that's another drink, okay? So if you are sitting there thinking, well, I don't want to go to a meeting because I'm tired and I'm busy and I want to watch the Rams on TV and uh, I don't like the people at that meeting. They're all a bunch of lames. I didn't even know what that word lames is. I just heard that meeting. They're all a bunch <laughs> of lames. Is it true that you don't want to go to the meeting or is it true that there's a disease that lives inside your brain that wants another drink? And Sounds it's like gonna, self, yeah. It's going to tell you shit. Sean, what? I say, it sounds, that sounds like self-centered fear to me. All those little voices telling me, oh, they don't like me. I, I'm uncomfortable. Those are the things you need to change. Those are the things you need just to keep you sober. Yeah, fight back against the fear. As a matter of fact, let this be a message to you. If your brain is telling you, oh, no. I'm scared that they won't like me. Then you need to fight back against that. You gotta be like, oh shit, that could be that could be my alcoholism talking to me. <clears throat> back there. It lives in there. It lives in your limbic system. See, uh, we are we're students of the game and we have been studying the way that this thing's works, this thing works, and there's neuroscience involved. Addiction lives inside your brain. It lives inside the limbic system. It lives in the same area of your brain where you, your desire to eat and your desire to breathe and your desire to reproduce all exists in the same area where your desire to continue using drugs lives. So everything that you know about survival or that you don't know that subconsciously your body knows or your brain knows about survival is locked in the same room with that part that just wants another drink and it talks to you in your own friendly little voice your own voice they say it's out there doing push-ups <laughs> my disease goes to college with me it, it talks to me in my own voice and tells me collegiately oh well your limbic system is cured now no it's not no it's, i'm still an addict if i do one it's oh it's game on it's it's trouble so how do I avoid using again? How do I avoid relapsing? 
I do a meeting every day. Go to a meeting every day. Fuck it, man. Go to a meeting every day. What about, now get this. Now this is crazy. And I'm just going to shoot this out here so you guys can all consider. What if the day rolls around and I get up and I don't have to work that day, right? And so that's like I've got a, a whole entire day that I ain't really got anything to do. I'll probably go to a meeting around 7 o'clock tonight. But, you know, I'm an early riser, man. I'm up at 5 in the morning. So uh, how about I go to two meetings on the days that I don't have to go to work? Two meetings? I got motherfuckers can't go to two meetings in one week. And I'm talking about going to two meetings in one day. Two meetings in a day? Oh, my God. Dude, you can do 90 and 45 if you did it like that. No. Why not, Sean? Why not? What's wrong with 90 and 45? Uh, see, when I first met you, I think you were doing your, when you're doing your 90-90, I asked you about that, about doing a two in a day. And, and again, as long as I go to 90 meetings and I can knock them out in 45 days, I, I don't think it's the same effect as, as going once a day over a period of 90 days. Well, I'm going to stay open-minded about it. Okay. If you want to go to 90 meetings in 45 days, do it and let me know if it works. Because no, I think true, that true. It, it might work. I don't know. It's better than not, yeah. I, I know that I had to just do one a day for 90 days because I am terrible at math. And I could give you this illustration to prove how bad at math I am. When I was smoking doobies, I used to get a bag of weed and I'd roll 10 doobies. And if I was able to sell seven doobies, I would get three doobies for free. So right at the end of the week, I'd be like, oh, good, I got three free doobies. Never happened that way. I would always end up owing money for the doobies. And I'd be like, but what happened? I did the math. The math was perfect. I did all the math. I should have got three free doobies, and I'm over here paying for an extra four, five, six, seven more doobies than I plan on paying for I don't understand why. Okay, how do you feel about, like, say, meetings that are there all day long, like the Valley Club, for example, where they have meetings all day long? Can you go there and sit there all day long, go to nine meetings in one day times seven would be 63? So you're looking a day and a half and you're done with your meetings. I mean, a week and a half. How do you feel well, about that one? Let's see. If there's nine meetings a day, that's in yeah. 10 days you could have your 90 meetings done, right? Right. 90 and 10. 90 and 10. 90 and 10. How's that? Fuck! I don't know, man. Try it. Let's see if it works. Let's all go to 90 and 10. <laughs> I think I I think I might have close to 10 days off. I might be able to... I like... Guy likes it, barely. Look at that smile. <laughs> He's super excited about I like, it. I like, I like going... I like spreading it out. Over the ninety-day period, I mean, it's good to do a couple meetings in a day. A chance to stick. Yeah, ninety is having it fresh on our mind. It's a daily reminder of one of one some of the reasons that we'll not be using. It's just a daily reminder. Can't get in there, get in there daily, ninety days in a row. It has a chance of having it stick in, on your mind at least once a day for an hour, an hour and a half not to, not to continue that instruction that we were doing. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we got to apologize for guys' uh, shoddy service. He is hooked into oh, some oh. Wi-Fi from the Twilight Zone. So he's coming off a little bit like Max Headroom in the 1980s. But I think huh. we got a gist of what he was saying. He was saying something about, I like going to a meeting every day. I like going to a meeting every day, too. If I'm at a meeting every day, you know, I'm likely to get in a good mood every day. I'm likely to get in a recovery mood every day. I'm likely to stay to focused. Stay alive. Okay. Yeah, might be able to stay alive every day. You know, it's not that common that people die on days that they go to meetings. It's happened, but it's not that common. I knew, I knew a cat. Yeah, yeah. He wanted it, man. He wanted to stay clean. He would come to the meeting all the time, and he was young and he was cool, and everybody loved him, man. But he had this disease that lived inside his brain. And one day when he left a meeting, that disease was like, you can do one more. And then he died. And his family had to bury him. And his friends had to cry over him. And I still miss him. Fuck, man, that was like 10 years ago this kid died. And uh, we're talking about life and death, man. This is a deadly thing that we're dealing with. People die. We don't want you to die. We want our friends to live. Guy, what do you think, buddy? What are we going to do? How we save lives? Get to a meeting. When? when should we go to a meeting? 90 times in 90 days. 90 times? 90, 90 times in 90 days. Yeah. Like, Sean, what happens, man, if you're working one day for eight hours and then you go to school and you're at school for six hours, right? And then it's your girlfriend's birthday and you got some dinner reservations for you, right? So you might go that entire day without going to a meeting. It sucks, but it happens sometimes. Can't you do two the next day to make up for it? Well, when I, when I first did my 90 and 90, nothing got, through quality life, nothing got in the way. I had to reschedule everything around those 90 days and 90 days. After I completed the 90 and 90, and in some special case like that, yes, I can make up two the next day. But in the initial 90 90, when I first go to the quality of life, I cannot miss one meeting, otherwise I had to start all over. But after I completed the 9090, then I, I did reschedule a lot of things for the first 90 meetings, 90 days. Nice. I love that because it kind of segues sweetly into the next piece. If I got to miss it and I'm not allowed to miss it, who's the one that's telling me I can't miss it? That's, oh. my, uh, that's my sponsor. I call my sponsor. I'm like, yo, sponsor, I got work this morning. I got school tonight, and it's my girlfriend's birthday. Can I miss the meeting? And my sponsor might say, no, motherfucker, you need to go to the meeting. Yeah, that happened to me. Make your recovery number one priority. You know, the, only time, the only time I was able to miss the meeting, I think I broke my foot and had to go to the hospital. And then as soon as I got out of the hospital, the next day, I went to the Valley Club twice in the same day to make oh, yeah. up for that meeting I missed yesterday. I saw you with so, yeah. a broken foot. You weren't missing shit. You know, just that one, just one day when I was in the hospital, I missed it. But the next day, I went to two to make up for that one I missed. Because... Your sponsor will teach you, man. My sponsor taught me. I told you guys this story. I'm going to tell it again, man, because it's very special to me. I got my sponsor. We uh, we bonded. We became close. Uh, I told him, you know, I need to stay clean uh, for my daughter. You know, I, I've been absent for a lot of my daughter's life. I missed out on a lot of important uh, milestones with my kid, and I just want to be a dad. And he's like, well, man. 
I got kids, I understand. And I remember this conversation because it was, it was dope. Because he drives this uh, weird, like, sports car that looks like a spaceship. It's a, it's a Ford GT, 50, 40, I don't know. It's, it looks like a Lamborghini on the outside. But when you're inside, it looks like you're sitting on little floaties from the pool. Like, it's got speakers built into the plastic seats. Like, this shit is whack, man. You're inside the car. You really feel like you're in a spaceship. So I'm sitting in there, like, still recovering, like, still dirty, still, like, new to the program. And I'm like, my priorities got to be my child. And my sponsor's like, nah, fuck that, man. Your priorities got to be your recovery. And I'm like, I don't think I agree with this. And he said, listen, man, I own a business, a huge multi-million dollar business. I got a beautiful wife. I got two kids I love. One's in high school, one's in college. I got tickets to every game in town, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Dodgers, the Kings, women's basketball for some fucking reason. Oh, their fundamentals are good. Whatever. He's got tickets to all the games in town. And uh, he said, I have to keep recovery as my number one priority. And it was making sense because I've seen this dude at meetings all the time. I was going to meetings every day. I'd see this dude at meetings all the time. He says, I have to keep my recovery as my number one priority. Because if my recovery is not my number one priority, then I am a bad business owner, I am a bad husband, and I am a bad father. And I... I didn't want to buy into this philosophy. I did not want to buy in to make your recovery your number one priority. I didn't like the idea. I wanted my kid to be number one. But I knew that my thoughts and my decisions sucked ass. And so far, they had only gotten me in more and more trouble. So I said, fine, I am going to trust you and I'm going to buy in and I'm going to make recovery my number one priority. And boom. I went to meetings every day and I got fucking commitments, man. And I never missed the meetings where I said I was going to be. And I got life beyond my wildest dreams. So my sponsor was right. Like everything that he ever tells me, he was fucking right. And my sponsor. Hey, JR. It sounded like. There's a robot. I said it sounded like that disease in the back of your head didn't want to listen to your sponsor. Right. Right, for sure, because I was still really new. And like you said, the disease in my head, the, the addiction knew. If I listen to this guy that tells me, make recovery your number one priority, that's going to make it harder for my disease to get back into the crack pipe. My disease is like, no, if you make recovery number one, then we probably aren't going to smoke crack again for a while. It knew. See, my disease, okay, I'm dumb, <laughs> but my disease is smart. My disease could see this shit coming from a mile away. It's like, no, don't get that guy to be your sponsor. That dude's fucking good. You want to get a shitty sponsor. Ask that dude over there that's dirty and don't have a job and only has, like, three months clean. Go ask him to sponsor you. He's also sponsoring a couple of chicks <laughs> and his dog. So goes, no, that's my disease. It wants me to get loaded, so it's trying to pick out bad sponsor. You got to listen to your sponsor and don't listen to your disease, right? I love my sponsor. And uh, you guys have been to my office at work, and this is awesome. I don't know if you guys think it's kind of dumb, but I made a post-it, and I wrote Bob Hart's JR, and I stuck it up above my desk. 
So all day when I'm at work, I can look up and see, oh yeah, my sponsor loves me. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I saw your sponsor on Friday, guy. I saw him at a Zoom meeting. How's he doing? Uh, he's doing great. <clears throat> he's living. He's living the life, you know? and he's, and he's passing on his knowledge of it. Somebody else, to a lot of other, like not just me, passes it on to a lot of other people. Right on. Thank you, Robot Man, and Sean. <laughs> you uh, you have maybe the best sponsor out of all of it. So, I mean, my sponsor Bob is pretty fucking badass. And Guy's sponsor, Bob, is also pretty fucking badass. But your sponsor might be the best sponsor of all the sponsors. You got, what's his name? His name's Nate, but I don't know. He's the best sponsor for me. I wouldn't, I don't want to, you know. Well, we're, not, we're not here to, to, <laughs> to uh, balance each other or to uh, rate each other's sponsors here. Everybody's sponsors. My sponsor is good for me, I guess. He's the best sponsor there is for me, absolutely. I don't know about Bob. I don't. I don't admit. I think I saw Bob at the meeting on Friday. But no, my sponsor holds me accountable. Without my, I never had. It's my first sponsor I've ever had. My first sobriety. My first recovery. So it was all new to me when I came in, and I didn't know. What I mean, I went to AA once or twice in the past, but never dove into it like I do now. You know, my sponsor helped me stay accountable and help me stay responsible and maybe you know he made me go to 90 he suggested and i followed it you know because my first my first got to quality of life there was a concert i think i wanted to go to I'm like oh i just got out of treatment can i can i go to the concert on saturday and he's like sure you can go find another sponsor i'm like what yeah and i was like really he goes yeah because your spidey comes first <laughs> and like what jr said about his his his, his daughter you know I and mean, that's true because when i when i first Came to AA. I, um, you know, I had my kids. They were living with the mom, and you know, I wanted to do everything at once. I would get a job and get. I enrolled in school, and then I tried to get the kids all situated. And my sponsor says, "Yep, yeah, nope, you have to put everything on hold. I had to de-enroll in school. I had to stop going to, you know, to unregister for school." And at first, I'm, I got a little resentment towards him. Like, really? Like, you want me to not go to school right now? Go. Sobriety has to come first. Everything else will be a byproduct. Everything else is a byproduct of of your sobriety. Everything else will fall in the place the way it's supposed to. As long as you keep your priorities straight, your sobriety comes first. Go to your meeting in 9090 and then we'll talk about your future after that. And that's what I did. And yeah, and it's a it's, it's an amazing journey. I'm still pretty new, but everything else is is falling in place. Everything I have today is a direct result of AA and the four point plan that you know we're trying to teach you guys here. Dude, you're so lucky you got such a good sponsor. You seem Guy, you see how he's trying to be all humble about his sponsor. I'm trying to blow up his sponsor. He's like, oh, this is not a competition. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, it is a competition. And we were just being nice. We love Nate, but fucking I'll tell you right now, Bob's yeah. the sponsor in NA. Bob is the man. Bob, my Bob is the man. Guy's Bob is also very good, but he's he's a different kind of Bob than my Bob. My Bob my is sponsor, yeah. My sponsor will fuck your sponsor up. Dude, if there was a grand sponsor, it would be my Bob. My Bob great grand sponsor. Greatest, fuck all your sponsors up. I'm gonna get him a coffee cup that says "World's Greatest Sponsor" and just show you. He's he's gonna get it, and you'll know. <laughs> My sponsor says, "Fuck your sponsor." Nice. Coffee, coffee cup. I love that. Uh, 
I also love that uh, every time I go to your home group, I see your sponsor. That dude is a meeting maker right there. Also, guy, whenever I go to your home group, I see your sponsor there because that dude's a meeting maker. And my sponsor also goes to my home group and is the uh, secretary because uh, he rules. But also because it's about home group now, man. You got to find some place that you fit, man. You got to get in where you fit in, right? Like, <clears throat> guy goes to the Valley Club. Sean goes quality of life. I go actually to NA, uh, which is uh, different than both of those guys go to AA. I go to both, but my home group is in NA. My home is in NA. My sponsor's in NA. So uh, the home group is a spot, man, where I went and found a family. I went and found a bunch of people who loved me. And they loved me until I could love myself. I went to this meeting for a long time while I was still using it. It's just part of my story. I couldn't stop using it for a long time. So I would go there, and the people there, they cared. And uh, I remember once upon a time, uh, my friend from my home group, Rick, came up to me. He said, JR, the thing about you is, is you made me believe that when we pray for the addicts still using, it worked. Because I used to pray for you by name. And now you're here, and now you're clean. So... Man, these are the kind of people that are in your home group. There's people who are praying for you by name. <laughs> people who love you until you can love yourself. I got invited to a fucking Angels game. Anaheim Angels game. I had 60 days clean. I felt like a space alien. I felt like a dirty, terrible, smelly human being. And these people were like, yo, JR, get in the car, man. We bought you a ticket. We're taking you to the game. I'm like, that's like an hour in a car. You want to spend an hour in a car with me? You better roll down the windows. I am smelly. <laughs> but they didn't care, man, because they were my home group members. And they loved me. And they wanted me to feel part of. And it was one of the first things, man, that made me feel human. Because I was so used to having no life. Just living in a fucking bathroom. Shooting up all day only coming out to hit a lick and fucking hit the pawn shop and go back home and have the drug dealer come and drop off some heroin. My life was fucking horrible and fucking empty. And I didn't believe that I was worthy of human contact. And these people said, Hey, get in the car, man. You are worthy. You are a good person. And they loved me, man. They loved me until I learned to love myself. And that's what happens at your home group, man. You go to your home group and you get in and you get in and you, you, you reap the rewards of membership, right? Don't don't be on the outside. There's a prop, popular slogan in AA for people who relapse. They say, oh, that guy fell off the wagon. Fell off the wagon means you relapsed. You started drinking again. And, and I try to think of it literally, like you were on a wagon and then you fell off and you landed on a crack pipe or you landed on a bottle of Jim Beam. How you fall off a wagon? And then a guy in NA told me this, which is amazing. He said, there's a secret to this. There's a way to keep from falling off the wagon. And, and if you picture it in your mind, it makes sense. The way to keep from falling off the wagon is to stay in the middle of the wagon, right? And if you equate that over to AA and NA, the way to stay in the middle of the wagon is to do the four-point plan, is to go to meetings, man, and go – Talk to your sponsor every day and always be at your home group with the people who love you. How do you know you're in the middle of the wagon? Because your people love you at your home group. You're in there. Like, 
the people that fall off the wagon are the ones that start missing their homegrown meeting or they come in late and they don't talk to anybody. And you just, if you're a homegrown member, you start to instinctively feel, hey man, there's something fucked up with that guy. You know, last week he was bubbly, he was part of the crowd. This week he seems kind of confused and a little bit uh, dickish or whatever, whatever he's doing to make him not be part of the crowd. There's a disease that lives in your brain that wants to keep you from being part of the crowd. It wants to keep you from going to your home group. It does not want you to stay sober. Your home group members absolutely 100% want you to stay sober. They're there to help you stay sober. Absolutely. It definitely is <clears throat> accountable. Even if you don't. Go ahead, guy. Uh, hopefully, you guys can hear me. You sound like a robot, guy. But even if you don't, yeah, you sound like a robot, buddy. Yeah, you sound like a robot. Hey, but you laugh like a human being. Um, <laughs> Sean, yeah. you uh, you saw your home group members yesterday? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We uh, we're gonna be moving our meeting hall to a bigger and better facility. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that you were being of service to your home group yesterday and so you saw your home group people? Yeah, I guess technically it would be being of service, but to me it's just hanging out with, with my family, helping each other move to move, yeah. Um, we're, we're moving our facility, so we all went there at 8 o'clock in the morning. We all packed up the meeting hall, brought it into the storage until we find a new facility to, uh, to move all our stuff, which again, we will all meet again at the storage and and, and uh, move it to the new the new place. Wait, so you went to your home group location, you stacked up all the chairs, took them outside and put them into a truck. You yeah. stacked up all the tables, took them outside, put them into a truck. You took down all the banners off the walls. You probably grabbed the podium, probably got any supplies from the snacks and the, the sodas and the coffee, and you moved everything into a truck and you drove it somewhere and then you unloaded that truck into a storage facility. Yeah, it was actually, it's actually pretty, it's pretty cool to see it go down because it's not just me. I mean, there's 40 members that show up there, so it gets done pretty quick. There's trucks everywhere. Everybody's just getting stuff in there, and like, it's just, it's, it's amazing to see everybody come together, like the, the, the home group, you mean, because we're all a family. I mean, we all we haven't seen each other in, you know, a while, except for on the Zoom meeting, so it's good just to have some kind of social, you know, social interaction, but yeah, being a service, and we all, it was, it's, it was good to see everybody, and yeah, Man, I hope, I hope all y'all were wearing masks and social distancing. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, good. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad you got to see your uh, your home group members and you got to be of service because being of yeah. service is a key one. component to this four point plan. Yes. Number four, the four point plan is is be a service or get a commitment. And when we talk about getting a commitment, we're talking about getting a service commitment. Again, a service commitment is about being a service to the meeting that saved your life, to the program that saved your life. Like you could be the person who sets up the chairs to start the meeting. You could be uh, the person that hands out the chips, uh, which you can do virtually on Zoom or you can do it in person. You can hand someone a chip. And if there wasn't a coronavirus, you'd give them a big hug. When I got sober, they gave me big hugs. Every time I got 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. There was one meeting I went to because there was a really pretty girl that gave big hugs. Woo! I'm saying so, 
Commitment. commitment, man. A commitment will keep you clean. We got meeting level commitments. We got area level commitments like the GSRs, the group service representatives, or I like to say the GSR stands for the good stuff reporter, but the GSR will go to the area meeting. Uh, the area chairs uh, of all the subcommittee chairs will be there, like the hospitals and institutions chair. That's the person to make sure that the panels go out uh, to the treatment facilities, to the jails, to the fire camps. For people who can't take a meeting, uh, can't go to a meeting themselves, uh, we will take a meeting to them. So that's one of the commitments, one of the service commitments that we're very active, actively involved in. Uh, people are actively involved in the activities committee. My wife was the activities chair for a year or two, and she would travel out to the regional area and represent us. Uh, she put on really good activities in the area uh, so people could get together for dances or cookouts or picnics at the beach. Uh, so she found a way to be a service at the area level. And then, like I said, she would go to the regional meeting out in Monrovia, California, where uh, she would represent our area. But out at region, they have commitments too, man. There's people that run the regional uh, phone lines. There's people that run the regional literature commitment. I worked at the region or had a, had a, uh, a service commitment, a volunteer service commitment at the region as a clerk for the sponsorship behind the walls committee, which was a way for, for addicts to go and receive mail from people in prison who wanted to get clean and have sponsors and they would sponsor people like as a pen pal by mail they would be sponsoring people and helping people go through the steps so that was my regional level commit commitment so when i tell people get a commitment i'm saying man basically find a job a volunteer position that you can do in the program and do it for free and do it whenever you're required to. If it's weekly or monthly, make sure you're there and you're doing it, man. Commitments will keep you clean. Being of service will keep you clean. If all you're doing is going to a meeting and sitting there by yourself and not doing anything to give back, well, you're ripping off the program and it's probably not gonna work for you anyways. We have seen the people before us have shown us, you gotta give back. You can only keep what you have by giving it away. So that's what we do, man. We give it away. Guy is every Friday night, man. Guy is secretary in a meeting. You think Guy wouldn't rather be out on Friday night watching the Clippers lose in the playoffs or watching the Rams lose? Guy has all kinds of things he wants to do on Friday nights. Uh, Sean, I know that you're a commitment junkie, man. You, you did the service yesterday with your home group. Uh, yes. Tell me about some of the commitments you have over quality of life when you guys are open. Oh, Monday. Mondays I do the signs, which I go there an hour early to take the signs and put them out so people know where to park and people know what driveway to come into. And it's, I mean, it only takes a minute and a half to do that, but it gets you to the meeting, gets you there fellowshipping. So it's kind of a trick. It's why I think I believe that's why they have committees there because it gets you there, but it, it gets you part of. Like I'll get there, people greet you, and it's kind of a little trick. And then there's a so Tuesday, I would do, I would do setup. I'd come there an hour early at least and help set the chairs up and the tables up. Wednesday, I'm the, the secretary on Wednesday, so that's my commitment. But I also uh, give out the commitments to people. Right now, we don't have any because of Corona. But Thursday, I would Thursday, I probably set up or clean up. 
Friday, I was a greeter, which is an hour-long commitment. I show up an hour early to stand there for an hour and greet people that show, come to shows up. Uh, Saturday, I believe I did a greeter too. And Sunday, I did set up or clean up. Or, no, I took the trash out Sundays. But not only that, if somebody can't come to the meeting, they call you and ask them to, you know, you cover their commitments. You know, it has to be done. If you don't get done, then, you know, people hold you accountable. Like, well, no, trash didn't get out last night. Who's, who's on trash? Well, just, you know. Bob on Roscoe was supposed to do it, and I don't know where Bob's at. But he's back on Roscoe. Bob's on. I should use a different name, but Bob's good. So, all those little commitments, you know. At first, I'm gonna do them to sense the guy. Okay, I'll help set up, get the meeting together. But it was more than that. It was it was deeper than that. The reason I believe why I had to do all these commitments was it helped. It, it made me accountable. Like I had to be there. Like. You know, and then the first couple of times I would be a couple minutes late, like, oh, it's supposed to be at 7 o'clock, it's 7.02. And my sponsor like, why are we late? I'm like, uh, I don't know, traffic, okay, and leave earlier. So all these little things embedded this this sense of responsibility in me where I had to be there on time. And, and if I didn't, I was going to answer to somebody. Somebody was going to know because they call you out on your shit if you're not there. And it doesn't get done or it gets done later. And then they, they call your life, they do. I imagine most meetings do, but... Especially this one, you know, it's very structured and that's what I needed. I needed that structure in my life. And, you know, today I have 30, 40 alarms set in my phone for different various events in my life. And this including number one is calling my sponsor every single day at 4 p.m. I have a half hour window to call him every single day. And we just talk about what's going on, you know, where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm current with my sponsor. And it took me a while to get there, but. It's uh, it's amazing. Four point plan is it may not make sense now, but the longer you do it, the longer you stay, you'll be able to connect the dots looking back to, to why you're doing it. So you get yes. your sponsor and just listen to him. Just listen to him. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. Okay, so Sean is a little humble about this commitment thing, but I want you guys to get a grip on what he just told you. And what Sean told you was he's been clean for 17 months because he did the four-point plan, and he did his commitments. And here's the thing about Sean doing commitments over there at the Quality of Life. One, he was required to have a commitment every single day, okay? Now, most of the people I talk to are refused to even go to a meeting every day. Sean was like, yo, I'll go to a meeting every day, and I'll help that motherfucker run, right? So he's there every goddamn day, and he ain't just there for the meeting. He ain't just there for an hour. His sponsor required him to, if he has a commitment, he has to be there an hour before the meeting starts, okay? So now it's no longer I have an hour to go to a meeting. No, now it's a two-hour commitment. You got to be at the meeting before the meeting for an hour. You got to do your commitment. You got to bring out the signs. You got to make the coffee. You got to set up the chairs, whatever the commitment is. And then you got to hang out and you got to do the whole meeting, which is an hour, sometimes an hour and 15 minutes, sometimes an hour and a half. You got to do the, the commitment. You got to do the meeting. And then after the meeting, I, I used to go to meetings with Sean, so I know what I'm talking about. After the meeting, Sean would have another commitment. He would do another commitment after the meeting. That would be another 15 minutes to a half hour. So you got to understand that every single day, Sean was committed to going to a meeting for three hours at least. And that's not even counting the amount of time it took him to get there. Because back when Sean was new, he didn't have a car, so he had to take the bus. So let's say it's a half hour there and a half hour back. That's a four-hour commitment on a daily basis, every single day, four hours dedicated just to one meeting. 
and he's still clean. Now, these are not coincidences. Coincidence is just a long word that means God. God made sure that Sean went to meetings for four hours every day because Sean's the kind of psychopathic knucklehead that if he goes back to Houston, he's going to get in trouble and lose everything in his life that he fucking values and loves, right? And God doesn't want Sean to lose everything in his life that he values and loves. God wants Sean to have a life beyond his wildest dreams. So he introduced him to the quality of life. The quality of life introduced him to four-hour fucking commitments to, to go to a meeting every day. And now he is still fucking clean. Now, all these knuckleheads I work with, they're like, I can't go to a meeting every day because I'm busy and tired. You're idiots. I want you to go to a meeting every day so that you can have a life like Sean's got, man, so you can have a life like Guy's got, so you can have a life like I've got, a life beyond your wildest dreams. This is what the four-point plan can do, man. I don't see people ever – I've never met anybody that came up to me and said, JR, I did that four-point plan. And it was the worst thing I ever did, and I regret it so much. Biggest regret, regret of my life was doing the four-point plan. That four-point plan sucks, and you suck, and fuck you. No, no one's ever said that. <laughs> no. People that do the four-point plan, they're like, hey, Jared, do the four-point plan. Oh, by the way, I got my kids back. I got a job better than I ever dreamed I would. I'm driving a badass car. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. The four-point plan happened, and my life is awesome. My life is awesome because of four-point plan. Let's let him in on some secrets. 90 and 90 is just the beginning. You go to a meeting every day for three months, and then you just keep going to meetings every day because you realize that that's what makes your life better. Your sponsor, you call your sponsor every day. You call your sponsor when things are good. You call your sponsor when things are bad. You have someone that's on your side. It becomes like fucking... For me, it became like the father I never had. You get a home group. Shoot, sorry guys, I got confused for a second. You get a home group and uh, you build a family with these people in your home group and they care about you. I wanna tell a quick home group story. When I got a year clean, when I got my first year, I, uh, Sorry, my phone keeps going off. When I got my first year, my home group threw a birthday party for me, right? Like, you never even hear of anything like that, a birthday party for uh, a member in the home group. So it was a surprise party. I showed up. There's a bunch of people there. It was amazing. There were like 100 people at a friend's house, a member of my home group's house. There were like 100 people from my home group there, and they threw this birthday party uh, my wife uh, threw this party. My sponsor was there. Uh, they had a cookout. They made a cake. And on the cake, there was an action figure of Hulk Hogan, an action figure of Jimmy Snuka. And they built a wrestling ring on top of the cake. And it said, happy one-year champ. <laughs> I wasn't even wrestling anymore. But because of this, man, I started to believe. My home group members loved me. They knew how much I loved wrestling. They loved me and they believed in me and I got back into wrestling and almost every single member of my home group, I'm serious about this, even like the mean old ladies in my home group have been to see me wrestle because we're like family, man. It's, it's fucking awesome. So I hope you can get a home group that's like family to you. And I hope that you can buy into the commitment thing, man, like Sean has for four hours. Like 
Like Guy has secretary in every meeting on Friday nights, man. I love it. I love the four-point plan. I love what it does. I love what it's done for us. So easy if you just do it, really. They act like it's the hardest thing in the world. There are people that don't want to do the four-point plan, and, oh, God bless you. But if you keep going back to detox over and over again, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. If you want different results, you have to take different actions, man. If you change your behaviors, your thoughts and your feelings will follow. Behaviors. It's all about behavior. It's all about what you do. Sean and I I have a contest going where we each have really cool shoes, right? And, And we're hooked and we keep buying these really cool shoes and showing them off to each other. Uh, The point of it is, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you feel. It only matters what you do. And so your feet will get you into a meeting. So get some cool shoes to take your ass to a meeting. I'm still waiting for Guy to buy in and get some more Pumas. He's got a couple of really cool pair of Pumas. I'm on the K-Swiss. Sean's on some weird British shit. Uh, But... (laughs) <laughs> I'm waiting for Guy to really get into the shoes, man. Maybe because we're on Zoom right now, he ain't got to worry about it. But, Guy, I've seen some dope-ass Pumas out there with your name on them, brother. You need to get some more shoes. All right. Robot Man doesn't have much to say. All I got to say is I love you guys, man. I am super excited about the four-point plan. I'm excited about um, finding more people and introducing them to this idea. Guy, I'm counting on you, buddy, to get out there. You're meeting and teach people about the four-point plan. I know that you've got sponsees that are publicly talking about the four-point plan and pumping us up. Uh, Sean, I know, is a big four-point plan guy. Uh, His friends. You got sponsees now, Sean? When Sean starts sponsoring people, I'm hoping he can get them onto the four-point plan as well. Uh, four-point plan works. Um, we're going to wrap up for the day. Any last words from Robot Man Guy? No, he's frozen. All right, any last words from you, Sean? Four-point plan works. If you want to stay sober, you want to have uh, a life beyond your wildest dreams, as Jared likes to say, even though it sounds cliche, it's true. Everything I have today is a direct result from the four-point plan. And uh, just give it a shot. Try it out. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, my God. That warms my heart. Robot Man, say goodbye, buddy. Uh, Bye, everybody. Sorry about the connection. All right. I'll see you next week. Right on. We love you all. Join us back here for the four-point plan next week. Uh, In the meantime, go to fourpointplan.com. Spell it out, fourpointplan.com. Uh, go on to the YouTube channel and search for the four-point plan. Uh, email us at four-point plan with the number four, four-point plan at gmail.com. If you have any questions or any comments, you can do that. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to be out here going to meetings, talking to our sponsor, being a service, and staying clean, man. Uh, this is how it works. We love you and thank you.